Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Essential Formulas, distributors of Dr. O'Hara's and Reg Active, now available online as well as in fine health stores. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here and tuning in to Conscious Talk Radio that makes a difference first thing in the morning, and it's a great way to start your day. Hey, we wanted to make you aware of a number of things. One of them is our good friend Guy Finley, who's down in Oregon. Um, his, well, he's helping us all during these challenging times. I mean. We're certainly being asked to make dramatic changes within. And in that arena, he is helping us with uh, free talks from his institute on Wednesday and Friday evenings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 9.30 Pacific time. If you go to Guy Finley forward slash online, you can sign up for them. They're all free. They're streaming for you. And uh, please take advantage. He is a master. Also want to remind you of the Focus Life Force Energy Program. We've had them on the show a number of times. We really, truly believe in this program. This is subtle energy that they're able to send to your home, your property, on your cell phone. It is a high-frequency energy, so it helps raise consciousness. It helps you with your sleep. It helps you with health issues. It does a lot of things, and it is truly, truly a great program. It's very, very, very affordable. You can try it free by going to flfe.net forward slash conscious talk. So keep that in your toolkit. Hey, we want to remind you, um, uh, homeopathics, we've talked about this before, are really threatened. The FDA is looking to ban them. Um, you have until December 2nd to make a comment. If you go to homeopathychoice.org, that's homeopathychoice.org, uh, you can please uh, sign that petition uh, let your voices be heard. Remember, this has to be done before December 2nd. They need 100,000 uh, signatures. They have only a little over 17,000 right now. So, folks, get on it. We really need homeopathy, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an encore presentation of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk. So has the sky fallen on your life or is about to? Well, take heart. Believe it or not, recovering from any life ordeal might result in personal growth. And we'll talk to Dr. Frank Pascuti about his book, Chrysalis Crisis. And you may indeed be able to emerge a different person from what might seem your greatest struggle. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome, folks, to another hour of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And yes, we are. We're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of, people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others, people that are learning, growing, They're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us 
And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. That listener is you. Well, our special guest today is uh, Dr. Frank Pescuti, and he's a licensed clinical psychologist and a certified hypnotherapist in private practice in Charlottesville, Virginia, but he's the founder and president of Associated Clinicians of Virginia, which provides psychotherapy and organizational development services to individuals and businesses. And really interesting to us, he's the chairman of the Institutional Review Board at the Monroe Institute, longtime friends of ours in in Faber, Virginia. And he collaborates on research related to NDEs, near-death experiences, psychic phenomena, and the survival of consciousness at the Division of Perceptual Studies, which is a research unit of the Department of Psychiatry and Neurobehavioral Sciences at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. So he comes very credentialed, and his book has actually come at a very good time. It's called Chrysalis Crisis how life's ordeals can lead to personal and spiritual transformation. Dr. Frank, welcome to Conscious Talk. Yes, hi, Rob and Brenda. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's great to have you. And I think um, probably we want to start with uh, the question of um, what is a chrysalis crisis and why did you choose to give that kind of title to your book? Sure. Well, I was interested in trying to gather the kinds of crises that people bring to me in psychotherapy and to try to bridge the more conventional problems that people bring into therapy and the less conventional problems that you might might be faced with when people undergo what are called a spiritual emergency. But in generally trying to build a bridge across this wide spectrum of problems, what I first came across were a metaphor that I really uh, uh, grasped hold of was one that I read in a story about a little girl who sees a caterpillar in her backyard and watches this caterpillar build a cocoon and then became intrigued with it. And so day after day would go and watch, you know, see the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis cocoon. And then after a certain amount of time elapsed, noticed that this butterfly was breaking out of the cocoon. Uh, And as she watched it try to free itself from the cocoon and flapping its wings to try to get free, she thought it needed some help. And unfortunately, in trying to help, she grabbed the, tried to, to help the, grab it the wings and tried to pull it free, and then noticed that the catap- uh, sorry, the butterfly fell to the ground, and she was devastated when she found it died. So she went inside the house and told her mom what had happened, and her mom said, you know, sweetheart, the, the, caterpillar, uh, the butterfly had to struggle to free its wings from that cocoon, not only to separate from the cocoon, but it had a second purpose. It strengthened its wings for flight. So it had a twofold purpose. And I thought, what a wonderful metaphor for the effort we need to make to help navigate through crises in life, no matter what kind of crises they are, that both help us uh, move out of the crisis, but also strengthen us for the rest of our flight through life. So I thought I would grab that metaphor and use it as the title of this book and then identify key areas of growth that we can uh, learn by navigating our way through various crises. Yeah, and and really to propel us in, in directions that we often didn't expect. I, I um, you know, I say that from the laboratory of our own lives. Brenda and I um, 
you know, having read a lot of scholarly works from the likes of Joseph Campbell and having gone through our own uh, interesting struggles with disease, um, we've examined and actually started to normalize a pattern of struggle to transformation. We've talked about this, but um, your book is a little different, the way that it's organized. Um, How would you categorize the way that you approached it with your book? Well, here's what I tried to do, Rob. What I wanted to do was I wanted to say that there are certain kinds of crises that will, the same crises, for instance, somebody, let's say, losing somebody they love to death or coming out of a divorce, uh, each person, I, I, I tried to identify 10 key areas that I thought pretty much I uh, capture the many ways in which I have to work with people as they navigate through a crisis. And I, and I put those 10 key areas in three different categories. One I call the fundamental and foundational area that would, imply, that would include physical growth and mastery, intellectual growth, um, emotional growth, social growth, and moral growth. And that was in the first section. In the second section, I have what I call more personal areas of growth. And by that, I mean uh, identity development, how that a crisis can affect our identity, uh, intimacy, the capacity to share of oneself and, and, and deep and establish deep connection with others. And then existential growth, which uh, we may be prompted sometimes to come to terms like we are right now in this coronavirus with issues that are more existential, death, uh, meaning and purpose. And then in the, in the last section, I, I, I uh, identify two key areas that are called intuitive and spiritual growth. And when I say spiritual growth, I'm not speaking about religious as much as I'm talking about spiritual experiences where we have direct contact with spirit or a sense of separateness from the body. Uh, and the intuitive area is broader than just intuition. It also may include both creativity but also psychic faculties. And, and this latter section of the book is what are the kinds of crises that might uh, give emphasis to those areas, are typically called spiritual emergencies, a name given to the, the kinds of problems put forth by Stan Groff, a psychiatrist who's noted as the father of transpersonal psychology. So I organized the book to, bri- to build a bridge for people. I figured that people would be more familiar with the conventional areas um, that I, I first mentioned and the foundation areas, and then help them kind of pied piper them over into other areas that they're less familiar with, and maybe don't really know much about. Many times, if somebody has a spiritual emergency, a near-death experience, for instance, before it was popular and more defined, they might ended up. They might have ended up in a crisis, not knowing what was wrong with them, thinking they're losing mm. their mind. So, mm. um, I, I structure the book in a way to move the more familiar, and along the way, share stories. And each chapter addresses each of these key areas, and then I do a synthesis section uh, where I try to pull it all together. Uh, towards the end in a statement of like our own uh, evolution, if you will, through mastery of all these key areas. Uh, Yeah, I found that very helpful in going through the book because, um, you know, it became very clear that not everything is a chrysalis crisis, you know, Um, but it's also interesting um, when you talk about perception um, because we can... uh, get a similar reaction from from a perceptual uh, crisis even if it isn't the you know the world shattering you know coming to an end kind of a thing well that's exactly right and one of the key psychobabble words we often use in the field is 
is appreciating someone's experience through their own phenomenological perspective. And so it's through their perception. And, and, you know, sometimes somebody will come in and, you know, I could find two people from the same family who have a very different perspective of how it was to be parented by the same parents. Right. But it's mm-hmm. not for me to get a jury of 12 people and, and, and arrive at a conclusion or judge whether indeed their parents were that way. It's more about how they perceive the experience and try to help them heal through their, you know, perception or help them adjust to that uh, and make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it is it really necessary to go through a crisis to grow? No, and, I, and it's a very that's an excellent question, Brenda. It isn't because a lot of people are self motivated and will seek out experiences or are self directed where they're going to they're going to read and they're going to you know they're going mm-hmm. to uh, work with people maybe even enter therapy without having it be precipitated by a crisis. Right. And then other people, you know, they might be fine or they, you know, even if there are problems, they may abide by the belief of let sleeping dogs lie. But oftentimes a crisis, and the reason I wanted to look at these key areas of development through the vantage point of crisis is that a crisis can amplify uh, the ways in which a certain area of development may be lacking or may be called upon, particularly in the healing process, or maybe its lack precipitated a crisis. But you don't need to go through a crisis except I think knowing that you both, and certainly I have, had crises in our lives, mm-hmm. a crisis and the suffering it brings about gets our attention. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. suffering does and can lead to growth. It gets your attention. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and since we're all going to change, it's, it's good if we can grab the bull by the horns, if you will, and, and use the experience as grist for our growth mill. Yeah, yeah that, it's something that uh, it's the reason Rob and I, one of the reasons we created this show, as a matter of fact, is to help people understand you don't have to go through a major crisis like we did to wake up, to grow, to learn. Um, and that's why I wanted you to delineate that for us, because that's so true, although I think most people, more people than not, do go through a crisis. Well, we're here with Dr. Frank Pascuti. We're talking about his book, Crystallist Crisis. You are listening to Conscious Talk. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Brenda Michaels. You've probably heard us talk about the little magic machine, which is formerly known as the Avacyn. You might wonder what it is and why it was created. It was created out of a need to help a family member who was in great pain from migraine headaches. Eventually, this need turned into an FDA-approved Class II medical device. We say it's magical because it helps ease pain and reduce inflammation. In our book, that's called anti-aging. It works by raising the blood's temperature one degree, thinning the blood to help carry the blood deeper into the microcirculation level. This is where nutritional exchange and toxin removal happens with the cells. And this is how the body heals. For more info on how to get your own little magic machine, Go to littlemagicmachine.com or call 800-460-2144. That's 800-460-2144. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need clear saline nasal spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. 
Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands, why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol. Available at Walmart, CVS, Whole Foods, Rite Aid, and everywhere else. Or clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Now go wash your nose. Conscious Talk. Food for the soul is our mission for nutrition. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged garlic extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic aged garlic extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic aged garlic extract immune formula 103. Try Kyolic aged garlic extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is, it's not your fault. Science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food due to our depleted soils, which causes acid buildup in the body and a condition called metabolic acidosis. When you are too acidic, fat forms to protect your body. Thus, your diet actually leads to that dreaded bounce back in weight. What you need is Power pH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven Power pH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk. And, of course, the website's conscioustalk.net. And remember, every guest on the show will have a guest page. There'll be a play button for the show they're on. Uh, links to their information, and if you click on their book, if they're an author, it'll take you right to Amazon, makes it all easy to support those authors. And, you know, when you read those books, put a review out. Um, You know, the authors will really appreciate it. I'm Rob Spears. And I'm Brenda Michaels. And our special guest today is Dr. Pank, excuse me, Dr. Frank Piscuti. <laughs> the book is Crystallis Crisis, How Life's Ordeals Can Lead to Personal and Spiritual Transformation. To learn more about Dr. Frank and the work he's doing, you can go to Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Pascuti, P-A-S-C-I-U-T-I, Dot com. That's P-A-S-C-I-U-T-I dot com. So, Dr. Frank, here's a question for you. Our show is called Conscious Talk. And Rob and I, and I think many, many people now understand that consciousness is the foundation of all that exists. 
But there's a difference, isn't there, between conscious and consciousness? If there is, can you differentiate that for us? Well, another excellent question, Brenda. I do try to differentiate that because they oftentimes get uh, looked at as synonymous, and particularly in light of the point you made, which I very much agree with, that consciousness serves as the foundation and gives rise to everything else, which Mm -hmm. is kind of a flip from a physicalist point of view where they see the brain as producing consciousness or Mm -hmm. consciousness being an outgrowth of materiality or physicality. But here's the thing. For example, we are all... Around, like one of the, the panentheistic philosophy would suggest that we are all parts and expressions of consciousness, both surrounded by it and permeated with it, and yet we may not be aware of those aspects of consciousness that we possess. So take some of our inherent latent abilities, uh, some of which are called siddhis in Hindu uh, religion or miracles in Catholicism or just psychic, psychic capacities. These are all capacities, as I identify all ten keys in my book, as capacities of consciousness. And in a way, though, we do not have conscious mastery of those areas. So even though, for example, dreaming, our dream state is one expression of consciousness, many people will come in and see me as a therapist and say, I am not aware of dreaming. And I'll say, Mm -hmm. well, you do dream, but you're not conscious of that aspect of your consciousness. Okay, Mm -hmm. And there may be aspects of our consciousness that may lead to our own self-healing, which we haven't learned how to access or consciously uh, manipulate. So I like to say you can have consciousness, and it's all there already, but you may not be conscious. And when I identify the conscious of those aspects, even with regards to, for instance, something as familiar as feeling, I I call uh, emotions one of the ten key areas and an expression of consciousness. But how frequently do you uh, meet somebody, or I see this all the time in therapy, for instance, where somebody is not aware that they're even having a feeling? It's largely unconscious. They may be really angry, but they may not be in touch with it, or may be disinclined to express it, but yet it may contribute to a depression they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So the idea here is to gain conscious awareness, awareness is the key, and mastery to the extent that we can of these, these areas of consciousness that avail themselves to us in the human spectrum, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and once we gain awareness, Dr. Frank, is it not true that once we are aware of those levels of consciousness that exist within us, those levels, and let's use anger as, a, as an example that you did, that can lead to depression, that once you become aware that you're angry, you actually own that you're angry, face that you're angry, embrace that you're angry, however you want to word that, that it loses a lot of power over you. Absolutely. The unco- I think the insidious quality of the unconscious is <laughs> ignorance is not bliss, whether we're aware of it or not. Like I right. often tell people when they come to see me, you, me, and Sigmund Freud all have an unconscious, you know, no matter how, mm-hmm. how astute and wise we may be and understanding theoretically how it works, or even as a therapist, maybe being trained to be able to you know, pick it up with others, uh, we're all subject to it. So, but the idea, for instance, in emotion, um, you're, the idea that I understand, I'm aware that I'm angry, gives me a, a, the awareness is a very big first step, or I'm aware that I'm sad, um, enables me to then label it, and then I can do some uh, further uh, exploration, understand why I have that feeling. I may also, not just intellectually, but I may learn how to express it and diffuse the energy appropriately. So if I'm not aware I'm angry, for example, or I have beliefs I shouldn't be angry, and so I 
suppress it or keep it out of my awareness. And one day I explode and I start getting in a fight or I break things. I might say, well, if the anger was there, I wasn't aware of it. I never even explored why I had it. And then because it's an energy and it percolated up into, you know, expression, I then had it express itself in a less constructive way, as opposed to not just demonizing the affect of anger and saying, I'll say to people sometimes, even Jesus, for those of us who are Christians or have been influenced there, uh, was angry at one point. We under- were led to believe as the, mm-hmm. the, as the peddlers were taking over his father's temple, or the house, mm-hmm. and selling right. goods. I mean, so mm-hmm. even, even the people we hold in the highest esteem, Jesus cried in the garden, we're told, and all these other feelings are had. But the idea is that inherently feelings aren't bad, they're energy. We need to express them in an appropriate way. But if we don't understand, if we're not conscious of them, then we're at a loss. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that you connect those kinds of dots for our audience. You know, we've always said to people that emotions are energy in motion. Uh, you know, it's trying to find ways to express what you've done in, in of course, a much more studious way. Um, but, you know, we are talking a lot about kind of this shift in in perspective, uh, you might call it. And maybe you can connect this dot for these dots for us. We say often to our audience that um, everything is for us. And, you know, it seems the general point of view is that sort of suffering is baked into the cake and it's not a good thing. And then we turn around and say, well, maybe there's another perspective, you know, that uh, all of this is for some purpose and there some may be some benefit. Purpose. Yeah, a greater benefit, even if it doesn't seem so in present time. If that's so, how do we get there? Well, I think that's a, that's a wonderful thought and question. I think, I guess, what I tend to do is I have a very broad cosmic perspective where I at least embrace it. It's not mine, obviously. It's one that I've learned from reading different people. But I think of that, like I make the point of Teilhard de Jardin talking mm-hmm. about all of us are in our act of becoming. We're all moving towards that omega point. We're all ev- evolving. Mm-hmm. I even say in the latter part of the book that I, you know, it's probably tied with more Eastern religions, but that it makes sense to me that maybe even reincarnation is a reality and that we are on a, a very long trajectory of, per, of evolution. And that right. as we become more and more conscious, we gain more and more mastery, need less and less suffering. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in the Buddhist the religion, they talk about the Bodhisattva, who's already maybe moved through all these areas of development, but then is inclined to want to return, to come back, to lead others. It's like saying, hey, you know what, I made my way through this long process of evolution and growth. And so I, I tend to think that um, all our experiences, if we choose to use them that way, whether we're prompted by suffering or not, can help us if we're mindful and we want to use them for our personal growth and we're committed and see the benefit of that as a goal, as a yeah. worthy goal. We can mm-hmm. use them all as promptings or opportunities to grow, the painful ones and the positive ones, you know. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I, I love that uh, with Tehard, this, this idea of, you know, underlying everything else is this urge to unite. And, you know, we hear a lot about oneness and all those kind of things. Um, but what we what we often see is there is, is are a lot of different expressions of that, a lot of which we don't like. 
you know, the underlying certain actions that may be distasteful is that urge to unite. Yeah, and and, and in addition to that, because I want to get back to awareness that you, you mentioned a little earlier on, we talk about choice. You know, we have a choice, and we that's really one of our PowerPoints is to be able to take a breath and choose, choose a response choose a feeling, um, the power of choice. But is it not true, um, Dr. Frank, that you really can't sit in that power position unless you have an awareness of those levels of consciousness you hold and and an awareness that you really are the one in that regard in charge? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I completely follow what you're saying. And I like the, the, the notion of pausing. I equate mm-hmm. to mindfulness, yes. and oftentimes I'll say to people, if you can develop a certain sense of presence and awareness in the now, mm-hmm. and something is happening to you, rather than reflexively react, and mm-hmm. rather than seeing yourself as a victim or you know, causing new consequences to unfold by your reactions, to have that awareness in the moment allows you to maybe choose, like particularly people who have trouble managing anger. When I work with them, I'll say, okay, well, we can get in and talk about why that bothers you, what prompted you, what set you off, and patterns of behavior that have neural, have neural patterns in your brain that go the same way all the time, you know, yep. reflexively yell, scream, hit, whatever. But mm-hmm. if we can develop a sense of space in there between mm-hmm. the precipitating moment of the event and you're having a mindful moment to realize, you know, you can choose a different way to act at this point. You're not right. like, you know, you're, you're, you do have that element. You may not be able to absolutely choose what comes to you from the outside, but you do have, you do have control over how you get to react at that moment. Absolutely. That, yeah, that's, that's how I tend to share with that. Yeah, that's very good. Well, we're here with Dr. Frank Pescuti, and the book is Crystalis Crisis. Crystalis, yeah. Crystalis Crisis, and we'll be back after these messages. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, not just another powder in a capsule. With hundreds of probiotic products to choose from, what makes health experts worldwide consider Dr. O'Hara's probiotics superior? Dr. O'Hara's crowning distinction is the 500-plus postbiotic metabolites produced during its three-year fermentation process. Why are postbiotics so important? Postbiotics are vital for sustained digestive balance and overall immune health. Postbiotics are fundamental for hormonal balance, weight management, skin care, and brain health. Postbiotics are the Dr. O'Hara advantage that is essential to our health and wellness. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Go to www.essentialformulas.com today to find a retailer near you or search online. Today, more than ever, new technology is being created to help humankind. But few address subtle energy, which is the energy of life, we refer to as consciousness. A new company, Focus Life Force Energy Innovations, has created this technology and made it affordable to all of us. What makes this technology different is it can focus subtle life force energy on a property and everything within it. It can also be attached to a mobile object such as a cell phone, so the energy goes with you. The benefit of this energy includes better sleep, an enhanced feeling of well-being, boosts natural healing ability, more joy, mitigation of electromagnetic energy, and much, much more. 
Oh, and hey, don't forget to apply for a 15-day free trial with no strings attached. Go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on the Conscious Partners at the top of the homepage and drop down to Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the difference Focused Life Force Energy gives you. Conscious Talk, radio that lights the way. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power PH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising, giving you a better workout. Then you'll be amazed on how Power PH relieves soreness the next day, so you feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. Power PH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA. BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, Power PH reduced body acid 53% on average while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference Power PH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back, folks, and uh, thank you for tuning in today with us, tuning in, going inward, really becoming aware and conscious and mindful of who you actually are beyond the personality, ego, masks that we wear every day. And on this show, we help you discover that, and it's no different today. We're here with Dr. Frank Piscuti. The book is Chrysalis Crisis, and it's how life's ordeals can lead to personal and spiritual transformation. Well, uh, Frank, look, um, it takes a lot of effort to write a book, and of course you have years of study in your field, um, but did you did you yourself did you have a personal experience a um, crisis a crisis that uh, that helped? Well, I've had a number of crises in my life because I'm no less exempt from life suffering. Uh, <laughs> and some of them I brought on myself, and others seem to just come to my door. But I, I'll share one with you that I had during the course of writing this book, and the coincident timing of it. Now, you may have recalled I said earlier that the first part of the book has a very the first two parts of the book have a very conventional. Uh, self-help, kind of uh, familiar psychology uh, tone to it. But the, the, the last half, I get into the transpersonal, where I had to take a lot of risks. I talk about some of my beliefs that many of my 
more conventional psychology or psychiatry colleagues might want to raise an eyebrow to. And I had a little trepidation about moving into that section of the book. It took me four years to actually write the book itself. I've been reading and, and, and dabbling with the concepts for many years. But in the middle of writing, each, at the break of each section of the book, I usually took about a week off just to clear my head and get clear about where I was going to go with the next section according to my outline. Well, in the part of the book, between the part of the book that was easier for me to write, was more conventional, came the part where I start talking about past life therapy, I start talking about reincarnation, I start talking about psychic capacities as part of that whole intuitive section, transpersonal section. And I was thinking as I was, you know, as I was anticipating writing that, I was thinking, oh boy, how's this going to play out in my, in my, in the eyes of my friends and colleagues who don't know completely that I have strong beliefs in this area. Well, you know what? In the middle, and this is the God's honest truth, in the middle of that little window I took off, I developed, I got a diagnosis of bladder cancer. And it was a real wake-up call. But I remember thinking to myself, okay, Frank, practice what you preach. How are you going to use this? Well, you know, I had my opportunity to think about, well, here's, I just got through writing the existential section, right, on coming Mm -hmm. to terms with death and meaning and purpose. And it's not like I hadn't faced the midlife crisis like most people, you know, 20, 25 years before. But in either case, I remember thinking to myself, projecting forward, if I did, if I were to die, um, if I were to find myself on my deathbed, would I regret that I didn't just put my truth out and write what I believe and could mm-hmm. substantiate to whatever extent it could be this mm-hmm. section of the book to the fullest sense of how I want to articulate it? So it was a really mm-hmm. powerful, powerful little ex- uh, experience I had. And I did end up having cancer. I had had my bladder and prostate and appendix and two feet of my small intestine and 30 Mm. lymph nodes removed about a year and a half ago. But um, I continued to write the book, and even through that process, eventually got it published. But it was a real wake-up call, and I tried to use the crisis as a prompter for my own growth, which in that case was moving into some of my fears and wondering. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how that happens, because that was Rob's experience in his 20s with cancer, and he was amazingly wise back then to um to move through cancer the way he did which was similar to how I did and we didn't meet till years and years and years later and then my experience with three times of cancer and and both of us getting a diagnosis of about a year to live and I was in my late 30s um but one of the things that happened in my experience um since we're, we're on that subject is that I was it 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 came as kind of like a download for me when I was in meditation I learned to meditate and it came like a download is that it was time for me to really face the cancer to really actually embrace it and one of the things I did Dr. Frank was I asked it what it wanted from me I went in and I actually dialogued with it and it was incredibly fascinating that it said it wanted love. And that really freaked me out because I thought if I loved it, it would just grow and grow and it would take (laughs) over my entire body and I'd be dead. That's how I took that. And it took me about a month to get my courage up to go back in to meditation and ask the cancer what it meant when it said it wanted love. And what I heard was the statement that love doesn't cause anything to grow it transforms everything it touches. Beautiful. And that was like a beautiful wake-up call for me, that what my soul was requiring of me 
was this amazing transfer transformation in my life and then I had to you know go in and figure out what that was so I just wanted to throw that in because that kind of relates to what you're talking about well we're here with Dr. Frank Pascuti the book is Chrysalis Crisis and we'll be back after these messages Everyone's raving about the newest botanical superstar hitting the store shelves nationwide. Hemp-derived cannabidiol, or CBD, has been receiving a lot of attention for its tremendous promise on human health. Plus, CBD Oil by CV Sciences is the trusted brand setting the standards in this newly emerging category of plant-based extracts, offering a variety of hemp-derived CBD oil products that you can count on. In order to make the highest quality CBD oil products available, it is important to manage every step of the supply chain process, from seed to shelf. That's why, from harvesting our EU-certified hemp seeds, to laboratory testing for quality and safety, to producing our exceptional line of products, we are committed to going the extra mile. It is our commitment to you. Join the CBD evolution. Ask your local natural health retailer about Plus CBD Oil products by CB Sciences today. Follow us on Facebook and learn more at pluscbdoil.com. Conscious Talk, radio that transforms your life. We all know that probiotics are good for digestive health, but your skin, too? I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. Common skincare products, especially harsh soaps, can disrupt the balance of the good bacteria on your skin. But there's a progressive new approach to skincare that allows you to create a healthier environment on your skin, probiotic skincare. Dr. O'Hara applied ancient Japanese fermentation skills to merge his famous pre, pro, and postbiotic nutrients into a revolutionary 100% natural skincare line. The Kampuku Beauty Bar, honored with the Best of Beauty Award by Better Nutrition, beautifully clarifies and rebalances even sensitive skin without drying. The Magaroku Lotion and the Hadayubi Moisturizer combined Dr. O'Hara's award-winning probiotic complex with 14 wild plant extracts plus one of the most skin-compatible emollients known to help restore your natural glow. As a health and beauty expert, I recommend the daily use of Dr. O'Hara's skincare products, available at Sprouts and other fine health stores. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk. And if you just joined us, we're here with Dr. Frank Piscuti. He uh, wrote a wonderful book um, called Chrysalis Crisis, How Life's Ordeals Can Lead to Personal and Spiritual Transformation. And you might think this would be a perfect time to read this book. I think you would be right. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, Frank, here's something that uh, I wanted to talk to you about because it is in your book you refer to it as a as an intellectual crisis and and that is um where everything you know you suddenly discover is wrong and and i can relate to this one brenda told you her uh uh, cancer story i was in my 20s and the same i had cancer I had non-hodgkin's lymphoma and there was no conventional medical approach to what i was Uh, you know, at all. They sent me home, said, see you later, can't do anything for you. Um, What was interesting about that situation was that um, the day before I discovered the first tumor uh, on my own and then went to a doctor, I would have been considered a great physical specimen. Everything I knew was, um, you know, very different than the day after a diagnosis. 
So what I came to the conclusion of, as naive as it was, was that I had created this situation, and if I could create it, I could uncreate it. But it was that sort of shock of um, everything I had done led to something that was it seemed like a very negative result. So obviously everything was wrong that I believed in because here I was in the opposite situation. So is that one of the things that a lot of your clients may run across that can ultimately lead to growth? Well, absolutely. And, and yours is a very profound uh, experience where you had to shift your thinking and we're highly motivated and we're learning alternate ways of understanding You know that you could help heal yourself just to changing in beliefs. Sometimes it could be as simple, you know, like for instance, I in that section of the, uh, the chapter where I talk about intellectual growth runs through all, the whole book. I mean, the whole idea right. is you get a book and you learn and you're increasing your uh, understanding of things. Um, and that, you know, it can pertain to anything. Like I often, I mentioned at the end of the book, for example, uh, the whole path of jhana yoga is about, you know, seeking enlightenment through knowledge and understanding. So there's a path there that is very, hep- very heavily emphasizes. So changing beliefs. I mean, even in conventional psychotherapy, a cognitive approach to therapy often does look at how people harbor beliefs that can inhibit their ability to change and grow and heal, or sometimes their beliefs can be very rigid and they paint themselves in a corner, or they believe something is going to definitely kill them, or or they don't look to seek to understand or broaden their understanding or dig deep enough intellectually to understand that there's other ways of looking at things. Other ways of perceiving things, other ways to heal, other ways to respond. And these are all the ways in which, you know, changing your, your beliefs and your cognitions. And I put that under intellectual growth because I wanted a very broad, a wide-reaching area that could be applied both within itself but to all the other areas. So many times, you, like somebody would have come up and said, you know, Rob, there are other ways that you might be able to heal yourself. And, and you may have even the idea that you have the capacity. I, I noticed that in your biography, you're, you uh, have studied Reiki. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have too. And, you know, so you start thinking, wow, there's ways I can actually harness the healing energies around me and bring them mm-hmm. to myself and others. So, you know, not knowing these things intellectually, we, it's almost like we have these gifts available to us or we have different ways of understanding and thinking about things that can expand and co- our capacity broaden our conscious awareness of the expanded p- infinite potentials of consciousness but we have but you know one other name for uh, enlightenment is understanding is mm-hmm. more, a more complete understanding and you could you could throw that under the blanket of intellectual growth mm. and also could you throw it under the blanket of awareness absolutely you know mm-hmm. it's the cog- it's an awareness in a way right, right? You right. can have an experience that leads to an awareness, which doesn't have to be purely a new way of thinking. Sometimes you may have an actual experience of feeling uh, that mm-hmm. may precede a, an expanded sense of understanding, which oftentimes people who are very blocked emotionally, they're constricted in terms of how they see things mm-hmm. so or think about things. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a critical area. And, Rob, yours is an excellent example of how expanding your knowledge about healing can be yeah. harnessed for your own benefit. Yeah, one of the things that um, is interesting about these times that I, I keep keying to whenever somebody says 
this idea of, well, we may be approaching a new normal. Yeah. <laughs> and friends and I often say when the word normal comes up, you know, whatever, you know, what is what normal? Is normal? What is so, normal? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But you differentiate between abnormal, normal, and supernormal functioning of the mind. It's a little different than the everyday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you mean so, by yeah. that? Well, you know what? Interestingly, in my field, uh, if somebody brings in an experience that might be considered paranormal, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or somebody, I, one of my early days in my doctoral program back in the 70s, I had a fellow come in who had an NDE experience. And what I didn't know then but know now is that after people have a near-death experience, they almost seem to loosen the tether a little bit to their right. attachment to physicality and they expand yeah. yep. their capacities. So he had also had some precognitions about people dying. It scared the heck out of him, and he comes mm. into the counseling center thinking he's the angel of death. So anyway, <laughs> in, in his situation, and I had just spent a year living and working in a house with schizophrenics in Newark, New Jersey, before I started my doctoral program. So when he was sent, when he was out up for grabs, if you will, at our staffing hour, I said, can I pick this guy up? Because I really would love to sort of like, see. I, I was already pretty intrigued by the uh the, the uh, psychic capacities that he evidenced, and others of my colleagues were thinking hey, he must be schizophrenic. And in, in about a couple of sessions, I gave, I, I checked it out with my supervisor, and they gave me the nod. And I said, I really would like to work with this guy because I've always been fascinated by psychic gifts and abilities, and want to differentiate that from schizophrenia, which I had swam in those waters with people who were working with it and took some extra courses. Well, anyway, I'm saying that background because what I came to find was I only had two choices. Either this guy was going to be, these experiences, it typically were going to be looked at as abnormal or normal. And they clearly mm-hmm. weren't normal, because not a lot of people have precognitions, and they were all right. our capacity, and right. nor have many of us had actual experience with a near-death experience. And what I came to find over recent years in my studies and in, in, in collaboration with University of Virginia's Division of Perceptual Studies, which we call DOPS, is that a man by the name of... Uh, Frederick Myers, back in the days of William James, who, by the way, is the father of American psychology, started the Psychical Research Organization. He, uh, Frederick Myers, said, you know, there's things that are not, they're not abnormal and they're not normal. They're supernormal. They're outside. They're on the other side of that normal curve, and they may be as rare as many of the super abnormal things, but they, they almost may hearken as harbingers of our future development. Like we may all, and probably all are, have it have capacities for some of these exceptional, you know, ability to be precognitive or mm-hmm. to have healing capacities, the things that many of the great avatars like Jesus in the past have evidence for us, which we called miracles because we didn't know how else to treat them. We didn't right. know what else was working, right? right. So when I looked at the, the actual Greek word for paranormal, it was alongside of normal. So I thought, well, it doesn't have to be alongside normal on the abnormal side. Maybe it could be alongside normal on the supernormal side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we would hope so. It's a great way That's, to explain yeah. it. And, and I guess we might agree, um, Dr. Frank, that we're all abnormal, normal, and supernormal in our own, uh, you know, That's kind of true. ways, correct? Well, or so as true. we say, weird and proud of yeah, it. Weird yeah, weird and That's, proud of it. Well, Freud, Freud once said, I see the seeds in all forms of human psychopathology within myself. You give us yeah. all the right set of circumstances, and probably yeah. we can all start looking some crazy sometimes, but hopefully we get back to baseline normal. Yeah. Or Except whatever that, it is. That is normal. Yeah. Sometimes the crazy 
is really good. In yeah. fact, it's our it is our normal because it's really it, you know, we have family members that thought we were crazy for starting this radio show. We had family members that really thought I was crazy when I stepped away and said no to any chemotherapy treatments, you know, after giving a death sentence and decided to go on this journey. I mean, that to them that was crazy for me it became a normal way of being in life. And so that was my new normal. Yeah, and maybe it's not so super normal anymore, but more like normal. Well, folks, it's a great book. It's called Chrysalis Crisis, How Life's Ordeals Can Lead to Personal and Spiritual Transformation. It's Dr. Frank Pascuti as the author. You can go to frankpascuti.com, and I'll spell it. It's Frank, P-A-S-C. I-U-T-I dot com. Dr. Frank, thank you so much well, for the work both. that I you're really, doing. Go ahead. I appreciate your work, and thank you for having me on. It was lovely. I really enjoyed speaking with both of you. Well, right back at you. And, folks, we love having you join us each day. Have a beautiful one, and we'll see you next time right here on Conscious Talk. What if you could be your own healer? Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of Energetic Balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order The Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. Click your heels together three times. Now you know you're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Conscious Talk. Did you know by age 35, most people start to notice the effects of declining hormone levels? Symptoms include lack of energy, less focus, decreased sex drive, weight gain, and poor quality sleep. Twist 25 DHEA cream helps men and women 35 and up to maintain vitality, youthful vigor, enhanced mood and focus, and a better night's sleep. As a base building block for hormones, DHEA gives the body a key foundation it uses to make hormones. Visit twist25.com to learn more or call 888-489-4782, 888 twist 25.